The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus told his disciples this parable. The kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones, when taking their lamps, brought no oil with them. But the wise brought flasks of oil with their lamps. Since the bridegroom was long delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight there was a cry, Behold, the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise ones replied, No, for there may not be enough for us and you. Go instead to the merchants and buy some for yourselves. While they went off to buy it, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went into the wedding feast with him. Then the door was locked. Afterwards, the other virgins came and said, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he said in reply, Amen, I say to you, I do not know you. Therefore stay awake, for you know neither the day nor the hour. The Gospel of the Lord. We have reached that point in the liturgical year where it is coming to an end. And so these last few weeks will be about the last things. And as the Lord is sharing many parables for the last few weeks, he shares this last one with his disciples. And there is a lot to it. And a lot can be misunderstood. For example, we tend to think of these ten virgins as those maybe in a religious order, like maybe they held some kind of esteem in society back then, but no, they were just ten virgins uh, within the community. And most likely they were not lamps, but torches that they had. And oil was extremely expensive. And so all this preparation had to take place. And really what was going on is that this is a normal occurrence. These virgins leading the way of a procession. This was normal in a wedding at that time period. Usually how it would happen would be that uh, a man would uh, find somebody that he was like, hey, I think I'm going to date her. Uh, this young lady would be about 13, 14 years old. And so what he had to do is he had to have a dowry, a payment that would go to the father and the mother. And that would be given. And as soon as that was given, they were considered betrothed. 
and they still did not live together, the man would have to wait until the woman was a little older. Uh, but when the day came, he would show up at the house and he would take her with him to their new home where they would live together. And that journey from one house to the other, a procession would happen. And leading that procession would be these ten virgins. And it's important because if these lights go out, these torches, then the procession stops. And it is a huge embarrassment for the bride and the groom and all the guests that are with them. And so it was an important role at that time. But what does this mean for us today? Right? Because we don't leave weddings with ten virgins lighting the way. Right? That would be an interesting request at every marriage prep. Make sure you find ten virgins to light the way. But what's important here is to remain vigilant, to be watchful, because unlike many people uh, who we may encounter in our society, we don't know when the end is going to come. We don't know when Jesus will return. So feel free to pray for those people that put up the billboards with dates of when the end is coming because they're throwing their money away. Well, what does this look like for us to remain vigilant? I would say in your everyday life, there are ways where you will know whether you are remaining vigilant or not. There are ways to know whether you're allowing your oil stock to run low or if it's filled. When it talks about the oil stock, what keeps everything burning, he's talking about what is within us and our soul. Are we keeping our inner life lit on fire to bring light to those that we encounter, to light the way not just for us, but for others? And so what does a full oil stock look like? Well, one, it is somebody who participates in the sacramental life of the church. So congratulations, you all are here at Mass, so you're filling up your oil stock. Going to confession is one of the best ways we know on whether or not our oil is running low. The only way we can know that is to take a good look at ourselves, which means to gaze into the oil stock and see where we're at. That can only be done in confession. In a way where someone else can tell us what we need to do to fill it back up. It takes prayer. Prayer to know what is from the Lord that is filling us up and what is draining our oil stock. It is with the sacraments and with prayer can we patch anything that is causing the oil to leak out without our knowing? And so the precepts of the church 
the basics of what the church asks for us will keep our oil fresh and new. Our prayer life keeps the oil fresh and new. Now what drains the oil stock? Or what distracts us? Or what causes us to get up and move in a way where we are not prepared? There are a few things. And you experiencing these you experience these things in your everyday life. So for example, if you find yourself always waking up at the last minute to get somewhere to go, then chances are as you have that anxiety that fills up, oh, I gotta get out the door, I gotta get there, I'm gonna be late. That's evidence that your oil stock is running low. Because when the time comes when we don't know, there's an underlying notion of, I can wait to the last minute to get where I'm going. I can make it. And so that will naturally spill over into the spiritual life. For those of you that don't study for exams, you think, I got this. I don't need to study. I got it. I got it. There's another underlying notion of when Jesus comes back, I got it. I'm a good person. It's being unattentive to one's inner life that will spill over to being unattentive in the classroom, in one's schoolwork, in one's job, in the workplace, in one's family life. All of those things that are meant to build us up in education, employment, family. Many of those are meant to be places where we are filled up, not drained. And so this gospel this week really challenges us to look at what we're doing for our soul and to not only look at what fills us up. And what that means is what brings me to life? What excites me? And then the other thing is what, it, what drains me? What leaves me exhausted to a point where, where I might have set time aside for prayer that instead I'm just going to go to Netflix or something and just push the Lord aside. These are things that the gospel is challenging us to look at because for all we know, Jesus could come in the next 20 minutes. Right? Some of us are like, I don't know about that. It's possible. It's possible he can come two years from now or a thousand years from now. We have no idea. So 
this week, think about some of these things, but more importantly, take 15 minutes to pray this week. But pray with the question, if Jesus returned in 10 minutes, what would I do? And if that answer scares you, then you know you're not ready. And so this week, if Jesus came back in 10 minutes, and he came back for me personally, he came back for you, not meaning that in 10 minutes you're going to turn on the news and you'll see him in some huge city with a large population. No, wherever you are in prayer, imagine he would return 10 minutes right in front of you. Now the difficult question. Would you think that he would say, well done, my good and faithful servant? Or would, he, would you hear the words deep down that would crush any soul? Amen, I say to you, I do not know you. Those are strong words. The person that knows you better than you know yourself that knit you in the womb of your mother. The most devastating thing any soul would ever hear is for that person to say, I do not know you. And so the challenge this week is a tough one. But it is one that can help us prepare for when the time comes that he returns. Because it could be 10 minutes or it could be a thousand years, but we don't know. But what we do know is that he's told us to prepare. Mm -hmm.